The Knees Above the Round West Ham podcast is brought to you in association with 888sport.com forward slash westham.htm. Uh, and we've got any imagine, any bet you can imagine. Just imagine any bet. Triple the odds on your first go. How do you get that? You go to 888sport.com forward slash westham.htm. Hello and welcome to the Knees of Mother Brown West Ham podcast. It's a pre-recorded episode this week, as we mentioned last week. Uh, and it's hosted by a man called James Longman, who you may remember used to be a regular co-host on this show. He lives in Los Angeles now, where he works on the James Corden Late Late Show. And he was lucky enough to sit down with a West Ham fan by the name of Max Bretos. Bretos? Max Bretos. Uh who works for ESPN. He's a, he's a uh, sports reporter out there. He currently works for ESPN, like I say, but he's also worked for Fox Soccer. His specialisation, according to Wikipedia, is soccer, otherwise known to everyone else in the world as football. He's a big West Ham fan. James Longman sat down with him uh, last week, and this is that very interview. Enjoy. Right, uh, here I am. I am backstage at the Late Late Show. We've, it's, it's a Friday afternoon. We don't have a show, yeah. so I've crept into one of the uh, dressing rooms. Very glamorous. Uh, I've joined... By ESPN uh, radio and TV host Max Bretos. Yes. Yes, pronounce it right. You can say it a thousand ways, you'll be right. That's <laughs> uh, pretty much how I tell people. And it's Maximilian. Maximiliano. Maximiliano Bretos. Maximiliano. Oh, probably the most exotic name we've had on the podcast. Um, <laughs> awesome. Uh, says West Ham fans, you've just come, just to give a little bit of context, you've just come from Vegas. Correct. You've dumped your family at a nearby shopping centre. Yes. And you've bunked to, off. To, to carve out and... some time with you. <laughs> <laughs> to, to make this little interview happen. My wife, my wife is probably thinking he's, he's having an affair right now. <laughs> as I go over there, she goes, what's he's up to? As I explained it to her, but. But, uh, <laughs> Amazing. Once, so, once we'll, we'll see it on when we'll see it online. I'll show, I'll prove to her that it's yeah, all it's proof. all on the on the on the honest. You were gone for three days though. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> a long interview. <laughs> um, so just give us a little bit of background. You're ESPN yes. based. You're in Connecticut. Yes, and you, uh, and you do. You always work with like Shaka Hislop and things on the on the on uh, right within that world. Yes. So I uh, I came. For, I worked at. Aptly named the Fox Soccer Channel, which was a channel that was based here in LA. Life was good. It was a small channel where I was like the big, the big fish in the small pond, and it was like the first time uh, there was a uh, an opportunity where you had a cable channel that showed live soccer from everywhere, from England, Germany, Italy, Spain, South America. It was just wholesale soccer, not really well produced, just games to get yeah. them on the air. So I worked that, and it was fantastic, and that's where I kind of really I, I was a I was a soccer football fan before then, but that took it to another level because I was exposed to it and I fell in love very deeply. And then I went to ESPN. I mean, everyone here to be is to be involved working at sports and I had that opportunity. I don't get to do as much soccer. Could we call it soccer? Football? Does it matter? Yes. No, I'd rather well, call it football because that's very difficult to explain, but, you know, it's it's a constant drag It's on a mix. Me. It's even a fight here. We had Thierry yeah. Henry on last week, who's obviously right a legend, on. and it's a fight. All, most of the American crew. Yeah. Uh, as, who's this soccer player? And we're all like, who the world well, of football guy? He's a legend. Yes. You know, regardless of who you support, Thierry Henry's a legend. It, without a doubt. So the football soccer debate rages right. on in this office. I'll go back and forth. <laughs> I'll go back. So football, uh, we, uh, I went to ESPN and worked for Sports, which is that, and I'm trying to get 
uh, more soccer football on my plate, which is, is happening now uh, with the Euros coming up. So we'll be able to do I, – I originally did play-by-play, which is the most fun you could do because right. covering that sport, yeah. there's no commercial breaks. You just do it. It's very I find it very therapeutic. So that's the goal to get back in it. So we, we still do a fair bit there. And uh, But that was the, the exposure I had, it, and I used my expertise from that because most people in my, in my world don't know the sport that well, so I, I'm able to bring that. And it's, it's helped me in my career at ESPN. Yep, and you mentioned you used to do a few bits for, funnily enough, calling it football soccer for Soccer yes, AM. Soccer why do, why do they call it Soccer I don't AM? Know. I've only just thought about that. Well, I asked them, and they kind of glossed it over, and I go, I'm surely you've been asked this a thousand times. And they're like, I guess it's... I bet I wanted it to be international as a show. Maybe. Yeah, that's why they initially called it Soccer AM. That was a great job. It was fun. I, I was like the U.S. reporter kind of. And then, because it was fun, I tried to take a little bit more. And then one time I appeared dressed up as Jesus, and I never appeared anymore. I don't know. I had the beard and the long hair, and I had this. Uh, you ascended. Uh, I know. They're like, okay. <laughs> but I know that was great because Fox, Sky, or our broadcast partners, we got to do a few things there. So it was a lot of fun. Right. And so you're a West Ham fan. Yes. How does that come about? Well, the way I viewed it um, is uh, that. Uh, make sure my ringer was off um when i was covering soccer it was fun to have to have a a rooting interest and i think a lot of people did that and they were gravitate towards manchester united arsenal for obvious reasons yeah and i kind of wanted a, a middle of the road club and I, with all due respect maybe that's not the best way to put no, it we but, know it okay but <laughs> there was there's a very there's a lot of reasons why i did it and i started counting the reasons first soccer team i played for we had the uh the, the Clarendon Blue. Clarendon we had Blue. that, so it was, a, it was a little different, so I, I kind of associated with that. When I covered it at Fox, uh, my favorite player for any team, without a doubt, was Paulo Di Canio. And I remember the one time, I forgot the opponent, I want to say it was, it was Sheffield Wednesday, maybe not. I, that doesn't matter. When the, the goalkeeper came down, and he jumped up and he grabbed the ball, and he goes, I'm not going to free-head it in there with this goalkeeper on the ground. Yeah, but that was, it was very sporting. Di Canio's fight against Everton, that was. Right, Everton. They really won the FIFA... Uh, fair player award or something. It could have been. I would rather he had scored. We've, spoke, <laughs> we've, we've spoken to players about that. They were furious. I just, but the fact is, the first person to do that. I mean, there's in other sports. I, I and I've watched a little bit of cricket, and I remember a guy would say, "I never caught the ball," and he says, "You're out," and he's, "I didn't catch it." And those little moments, as long as it doesn't get, because as a fan, I'd get a little bent out of shape if it happened repeatedly. But I think it happened so organically. Yeah. yeah. Plus the talent, I, I just thought he was fantastic. And then the, the final bit, and I knew I was going to be a fan, my favorite music group is Iron Maiden. And then when I see Steve Harris in the bass with the whole West Ham yep. decor on there, I was hooked. And then I said, okay, that's enough reasons. So little by little, I said, okay, this is the team I've chosen. It, it was pretty innocent at the time. But then it starts to snowball, and you, you get passionate in it, and then you passionately into it, and then you get the chance to see a couple games. You buy the merchandise. And you're in, so. Yeah, and there seems to be, um, since I've been over here, there's lots of pockets of West Ham fans. It's probably yep. growing as well because we're starting to do better. Yeah. But I kind of get, you know, the Cincinnati Hammers have sent me and James scarfs. Uh, San Diego Hammers invite us to watch matches. I've watched a match in Pasadena. So see, West Ham seems to be a kind of, there's enough of them around slowly spreading. Yeah, for sure. Well, there's a, I get with that from New Haven, which is a small town in Connecticut, but it's if you know anything about New Haven... You need a really good reason to go down there because it's a bit rough. So, uh, but I, I, I get email from them. Hey, come join us. But uh, it's without catching up. I think it was an awful movie, The Green Street Hooligans. Yep. I think that was something that drew some attention. And I think there's a lot of high-profile celebrities. Yeah, they're Hammer fans. Yeah, uh, Ray Winstone, obviously. Yeah, uh, uh, Russell Brand and others. James Corden. When they see that, that that 
I think helps the helps. appeal yeah. because there's a I, when just 20 years ago I remember that and uh, it kind of feels okay I know him I've seen him on TV I've seen yeah. the movies that'll help my movement and the whole movement of Americans picking Premier League teams this is very new and I think if we have this conversation 20 years from now you'll be blown away as to how it's progressed because it's going to be the same as an American sports fan choosing being a big New York Yankees fan or Dallas T- uh, Cowboys fan same thing will be I'm a big Chelsea fan and they are passionate the only Question is that they're not so close to the home games. Yeah, but who knows? Maybe yeah. it. But, but also, so listen at home. What you you realise as soon as you come over here is that every match is on TV. Yeah, and so that's, that's still pretty new too. That yeah, so, which is amazing. So you can get up at it's seven o'clock for the three o'clock kickoffs and watch. Take your pick of every match is on at three o'clock. Right. So it's great. I, I mean, I miss it so much seeing everyone at the ground and everything. But it's so nice to be able to. To watch it live, there are American sports stream. Yeah, there are American sports that aren't covered that well. Yeah. That you can't see every game. Yeah, but that's uh, it's very. I mean, NBC who broadcast it, they've taken it. We were very rudimentary when we covered it, but they've taken it to another level. The next step is, and I don't know if it's going to happen anytime soon, if multiple TV channels cover it the way they cover the NFL. You yeah, know, NBC has the Everton game versus uh, CBS will have the Arsenal game, yeah. etc. And then, and then that's. That'll knock it out of the park. It's funny over here. They have Tony Gale, uh, ex-West Ham legend, recently on a podcast um, on, and he's so biased to West Ham. <laughs> he's so biased. Like watching a Chelsea match and the match weekend, he's so biased. It's brilliant. I love it. <laughs> it's like the opposite of what taste. you should be. Yeah. Well, some people are really drawn to that. I, I'm okay with it to a degree, <laughs> but there are some people, this is what gets me, is when they ask him to make a prediction of the game, and you're like, he's going to pick West Ham. Yeah. And sure enough... And whatever it is, I go, just against the grain. I don't know if they're going to have it today. I like so-and-so. So as long as they mix it up a little bit. But I guess when you're you're in, you're in. Yeah. And so do you try and watch all the matches? How does it work for you? Because obviously you've, you've got a proper yeah. job. <laughs> well, it's sports. Yeah. It's tricky. Uh, I, I think what I'm doing uh, with my wife there is I have to give her a good reason why I'm watching everything. I'll try and watch the West Ham. I can't watch all of them. Because it's in the morning, you yeah. can. But then as it gets a little bit later, I usually work on the weekends late at night on Sports Center, And you have to pick and choose because you have to do the family thing too. Yeah. So if it's early, if that's early game, i, I got a clean set of heels. If it's that on the East Coast, if it's 12.30, 1 o'clock game, yeah. probably should be uh, doing the family thing. Yeah, that's another thing. Because America's so big, I watch it. At, it's obviously 7 o'clock kickoff for us in the morning, yeah. 3 o'clock kickoff. And then it's 10 o'clock kickoff in New York. Correct on that on the east coast, yeah. So, it's, so and then so the, the ten o'clock is where all the games are happening, yeah. and that next window I think is twelve thirty for the usually yeah. the big game or See, what the, have you. The Arsenal one tomorrow is would be four forty five in the morning for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I, I, I've missed my fair share of those myself, especially when I lived on the west coast. I mean that was tricky. I, famously, uh, when when West Ham played Liverpool in the FA Cup final, yeah. It may have overdone it the night before. I mean, it was a little bit late, and then I, I got there, and they were all at the bar, and they were like, oh, this is great. I have a couple of Liverpool fans yep. who, uh, who, I, who I know. And I got down there by the second half, and I just saw the atmosphere, and it was just fantastic early in the day at the the, the awful old King's Head in Santa in Monica. Santa Monica, yeah. Which, uh, it's, it's, it always make, makes me laugh that people gravitate towards there because you have these sports bars with these huge yep. TV, LED screen, whatever. And they go there, it smells awful, and it's tiny little TV screens. But it just speaks to being part of that atmosphere, the camaraderie. uh, But when I got there, I immediately regretted not coming earlier. So it happens. 
I went to watch the um, UFC fighting in one of those big sports bars yes. the other week, and that was you know a hundred yeah. screens. And imagine if they showed West Ham there on a Saturday morning at seven it's, o'clock. It'd be me and don't you know two others on a hundred screens. Don't be surprised; it's getting there. <laughs> you'll be there, and they're sorry we're at capacity. Yeah. James, you'll have to come back <laughs> next week. Um, so, in terms of leaving the bowling, which is happening in a matter of, like a month now, very close. Um, what are your thoughts on that? And West Ham as a club moving into the Olympic Stadium. Uh, Selfishly, it's because I've I've seen three games uh, in person. Uh, I have a son. When he gets a little older, I'd like to get him. He, I think that'd be a great way for him to to endear himself to the sport. I en- I really enjoyed obviously being there at Upton Park at the bowling ground, and uh, uh, I, I had it memorized getting on the train and getting there. Just that whole atmosphere was off the charts. Selfishly, I think I go well. Maybe if it's the Olympic Stadium, and I am completely clueless how it works, but. I figure it'd be easier to get a ticket. It'll be easier to get there from wherever I'm staying in London, which usually yep. is on, on, in West London. But that's been a while since I've been there. But I, I, I excited. I think it's also the uh, all modern conveniences of a uh, of a stadium is pretty stadium. appealing too. But I think on the flip side, my f- best memories of sports, uh, seeing it live, are the tradition uh, rich places, the f- places where you can. You can smell the years. You can you can hear the ghosts that have been there. So yeah. that'll certainly be missed. And what was it like the first time you went to uh, the bowling? You know, to see that from to become a fan and to come across the pond, get into England, go to Upton Park and see it. You know, what's it? How does that feel? Well, it was very cool, cool because I was working on soccer and sports, and my uh, brother and sister. I don't know. Well, they were there too, and they uh, Sky Sports got me some tickets to go. It was a championship game against Cardiff. I remember they said there was a big, and this is how I was learning on, yeah. on the trot. I go, this is a bit of a rivalry. I mean, the yeah. Cardiff fans, I, I, yeah, I we always just, we always just have a bit of a ding dong. Yeah, so nice to say. <laughs> what what I was taken by that because I was looking at my brother and sister. They, they, they like new experiences, but uh, I remember we were, we were in, the, in the box. I was sitting next to Alan Kirvishley. I got to chat, chat with him, and he was like, oh, "Okay, uh, he was a, I was not affiliated with the club at the time." No, and but then just to see my brother and sister's reaction, yeah. I was like. They were really taken, and then now, although they're not as fanatical, they ask me how's West Ham doing. I give them, they're like, yeah, they're really they're, they kind of drawn in as well. So yeah. in a pinch, that's the team they would pull for. We left in like the eighty third minute, and it was a scoreless game. It wasn't a very good game. And then as I was getting on the uh, the train station, I heard a cheer, and they won in the eighty ninth minute. Oh. Nil. So oh, that was my regret. Yeah. Um, did Kerbyshire ask you any? Did he ask you how the weather was or uh, how how's the traffic? Because apparently they're his two go-to questions. <laughs> no, he was like, he was like, he was taken by. Uh, he was like, what's this American kid doing yeah. here with his brother and sister? And I, he was like, I think his face suggested that he was pretty taken by the whole thing. And yeah. I was like, so he, I, I just saw he, I, maybe the growth of the game. He goes, this yeah. is a this is a good sign. He was a, he was a perfect gentleman. And looking back, we've got. Uh, we're talking about, I was talking earlier with James Corden about the loyalty of West Ham fans. I was trying to explain the whole system to an American here about promotion and relegation and, you know, how we, when we got relegated, when we get relegated regularly. Yeah. Was, well, in fact, not that regularly, but occasionally. There was a um, while there. There was a while there. Um, like, we still had really good attendances. And then we fortunately came back up both times quite quickly. Um, like, we, I think as fans, we're really loyal in the club. It's a real family club and it feels like West Ham are really big family you know yep. that kind of extend out and I, I, I love being over here and hearing from other West Ham fans do you have that sense of that of West Ham being that type of club and that type of feeling about it because you must see Man U and Chelsea and all these other teams doing really successful but you've gone for a, right. what was a mid-table club 
right now obviously doing very well but you know do you see West Ham as that kind of vibe that kind without of feel a, about it without a doubt and uh, I think uh, in their struggles the two of the three games I've been to where they were in the championship packed house overflow of people and uh, I see that passion there was one uh, one episode that made me feel really good as a West Ham fan when Carlos Tevez was there I, I, when I broadcast when he was 15, 16, I broadcast Argentinian League games when he was, not me, when he was 16. And I saw him come up, and I thought, oh, that'd be great if he was a West Ham player. And it became that. And he scored the goal that rescued them to keep him up that one year. And he ran in, and he was celebrating. One of the West Ham fans came out of stands, and they grabbed him like he was his brother. And it was just like this really tender moment. And yeah. I was like, I could see at that moment from this one West Ham fan and to Carlos Tevez, the, uh, the bond. And he gave him a kiss on his lip, and Tevis responded it. And I could see Tevis, and hearing from him afterwards, what a what a special year it turned out to be was yeah. for him. And I think he'll always remember that. And I think that the yearning to even in, in his older age to bring him back is there. So yeah, he's always a West Ham player, regardless of what he did. Yeah, it's true. Actually, there. that's how we view it. We still love him. I mean, now we've got <clears throat> Payet, who's obviously kind of in that mould of a special player that comes in from afar, from over from overland and sea, well, you, and you, makes a difference. Let you me know, ask, we had Decano, we've got Tevez, now we've got Payet. Let me ask you this, I'll ask you this question. You, these, clearly somebody at West Ham knows what they are doing with player acquisitions. Yeah. I don't know I don't know the, the, the point A to point B, how it works, but when I see Payet, Lanzini, who's been tremendous, and a few other guys, they yeah. really have an eye for talent. And I think for West Ham fans, that's to be exciting because it wasn't always that way. No. So you have to, I don't know if you've sensed no, that. No, we've bought some stinkers over the years, but we've kind of. But they've been, it been bang, bang, hitting yeah, it on the nose. Yeah, we really have. I mean, we've kind of, of late, we've had a real. Bilic has been a breath of fresh air, really. Apparently, he's been watching Payet for a while, you know, and who knows when they're going to well, be. Well, that's there. a good hire from the higher ups. And also, it? then you've got. We had Lanzini came in, and we spoke to the chairman about this, and he even he was like, well, I'm not Who sure about this Lanzini. It could <laughs> yeah. go either way, and he's yeah. been brilliant. So some, there's some luck involved, but also I think we've started to buy younger players, you know, which is more excited, like the Cresswells of this world. Right. And, we've, you know, and we've just started to build. We've built afresh, really, rather than over the years we've kind of got in knackered old players or we've taken chances on people. We've started to build a new young team. So that's why it's so exciting for us. Well, Payet is, not, is no spring chicken. I mean, he's been at no, it for, I mean, 27? 27 or 28. And I, that's what I thought about him. And I'm like, teams have had a chance to go after this guy for a while. Yeah. And they made it work to the point where this guy, you could argue, is the best player in the Premier League right now. Yeah. I, I, I would, yeah. He would have my vote. I mean, I think uh, Marez at Leicester City would be the other guy, maybe yeah. Harry Kane, but... That's your top line. We don't mention Kane on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta see it. I gotta. I gotta call it straight down the middle. No, we, I'd, I'd love him at West Ham. He's an amazing player. Yeah. Well, they've done a good job too. Mm. I mean, they've been. They've made a mess of when they had all the money from yeah. the Gareth Bale. They made a yeah. mess of signings. They've done yeah. better developing players. So they've also got a great manager in Pochettino. Yeah, and I, I think, think he's he's similar to Bilic in that mold, and he's kind of boom. He, he did the same at Southampton. He's he's bought well, and he's built up the younger players. Which is really refreshing to say. That's why we all love Bilic. Yeah. You know, because he seems to love it. He's a passion. Right. And he knows what he's doing. And I think with, uh, with the TV money of the Premier League, uh, now West Ham are in a position where they can keep their players and keep their manager. Yeah. And I think you look at the Premier League in the future, the, 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 the year of the big four, I think that's, that's over. Yeah. And it's, 
teams will be able to keep their players, sign them for long-term deals, and we like you. We don't have to sell you because we have some money in the coffers. Yep. So here's a question for you, being uh, an American man. We have... Um, <laughs> it's the first time I've ever been called an, an American, American man. man. As an American man. <laughs> Obviously, all the sports up here are for, have, like, uh, action replays and... Not action replays, video refs, that kind of world. Like, we've been on the end of some dreadful refereeing decisions of the sure, last few yeah. matches. We should be fourth and in the semifinals, I think, personally. Um do you think we should bring video refs into the Premier League? I've had many arguments about that because uh, the American sports I've seen... As an American man. As, as an American man. <laughs> Start every sentence with that. <laughs> as an American man, I can tell you, our sports, the, the rule is you want to get the call right. And I think it will get the call right. I just really fear the, just the, the parking brake that's going to be put on the sport. And every sport we have, professional American football, college football, now college basketball and NBA, it's stop, stop for video reviews. I, quite frankly, I, it makes my stomach turn. Yeah. I, 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 I understand you want to get the call right, but uh, I figure those things even out. And if they have a video replay, I'll embrace it. If they don't, I'm perfectly fine with it. Yeah. I was always against... As an American a, man. As an American <laughs> man. As a British, as an English man. <laughs> I now feel that I've gone towards it because it can be so quick, can't it? Those things yeah. and it makes it, it like in cricket, it makes it quite enjoyable, right? And in I guess in tennis, in, uh, it's tennis. good, it's very good. But then it does slow it down. But the refs have been so dreadful. They just you've got essentially you've got these middle-aged men jogging around after athletes, right? They kind of lug it up and down the field, and these guys are it's so quick now. It goes it can go from one end Absolutely. to the other so quickly, and they just can't keep up. You either need. They have those fourth and fifth officials that are yeah. getting the calls wrong all the time, mm. too. And that one's disturbing. So, I mean, it really is that argument, that ship has sailed. Yeah. It's got to be nothing or the video replay, nothing yeah. of an ex- fourth or fifth officials. Um, so this will, when this goes out, it will be after the Arsenal match. The Arsenal match is happening tomorrow, very early. Um, do you, will we have won? <laughs> I'm going to say, without a doubt, the, the I love that. Well, you'd be crazy not to say that. The, yeah. the giant, I can't even call it giant killing, but the, their record against the top clubs in England has been astounding from the jump, week one, yeah. beating the Arsenal, Chelsea, home and away. It's it's something to behold, and there is some, I, I believe there's something to that. And they, uh, you know, West Ham, I think the, they fixed these issues, I think, in the second half of the season, but earlier on, they would get up for the big clubs and they would struggle against Bournemouth clubs, or whatever. Yeah. But I think they've tempered that better now, and they've re- they still maintained that success against the bigger clubs. And they, it's good to see that this club I think is getting better. I mean, a few speed bumps along the way, but yeah. without a doubt, against the top clubs, I, I would say they win and and win it, it not convincingly, but win it in, in attractive fashion. I imagine It'll be we, great. we can, of course, edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, After they lose three zip, and what do you, do you think we'll uh, what's the rest of the season? Season, do you finish, f- think we'll finish top four? Where do you re- what do you reckon? It's a tough ask with the last few results. I think yeah, I think it, but the fifth place screaming for them. Yeah, I mean you have some good clubs around them that uh, have cleared out their their schedule a bit to focus on the Premier League. So. We'll see what happens to Man City. Obviously, if they can be kept busy, that could change. And I really believe in in the the uh, congestion of the of the schedule. So yeah. it's not out of the realm of possibility. I I've thought this watching West Ham the last few years. They really flagged down the end of the season. Yeah, not this case. Yeah, I was able to, to sort of check out for some of those seasons because you know that they're 
they kind of hit a wall. Maybe that was a big Sam <laughs> effect, yeah. but obviously Slava Village is a different story. And uh, I, I think th- they're going to be in the running. My my heart says yes. My head says maybe just on the outside looking. Yeah. Well, we'll see. What do you think? Uh, I think the last few matches have stuffed us. Yeah. I really think they've stuffed us. But it's you been never tricky. Know. The man, the Man U is old. Uh, man U winning again. What another one nil and Chelsea. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like we we might have just lost momentum. But then FA Cup as well next week. So right. I'm more opti- to play I'm very optimistic about that. I would love to win the FA Cup. I think they. I think they have a real shot. Okay. At least make a final. Um, so anyway. Thank you so much. My pleasure. And that was a, a ton of fun. Oh, good. If I could do it all the time, I would. Um, and you're on Twitter. What's your Twitter name? It's M Bredos, M B R E T O S, and big letters, or you can put them small. ESPN. <laughs> Take your I got to put the, the moniker there for ESPN just because they're big. They're, they're, they pay the bills. Of course. Um, well, thanks so much. Thank you, James. <laughs> Come on, your arms. Yes, that's so good. Thanks, man. C O Y I. We're edging towards our part, the end of our partnership with our sponsors, who happen to be aaesport.com forward slash westham.htm. And I'm really running out of ways to tell you that if you sign up with them, you get triple the odds on your first bet. And it's not just West Ham, it's any bet you can imagine. In fact, if you haven't even been to that page, I can't recommend you do so enough. And sign up to get triple the odds on your first bet. Where is that page? It's aaesport.com forward slash West Ham dot HTM.